Budweiser is the funniest. Okay. To me. Well, Dude, I... So wait, we did start the show. No, welcome back to the show. This is round two. The take two is always better, you know? Greetings from Los Angeles. It is Sunday, August. Should we date it? Beats me. Dude, I, don't I don't know. know. I think it's, it's the 23rd. It's all a blur. Coronavirus. It's, <laughs> it's coro- day of coronavirus, the dude. Day of corona. It's the same day Bro. every day. Dude, I saw this right on Hulu before we were hanging out. There's this brand new show on Hulu called Love in the Time of Coronavirus. And what? it was it's a scripted show that they like filmed it. It looks horrendous. It's too soon. It's too soon for the Corona set fiction. You know what I mean? I feel like we're not there yet. Give it a year. Next year. Is that I don't I don't think it's ever I don't think it's interesting. It's it's not. As a man that's tried to fall in love during the coronavirus, it's pretty boring. It's boring as shit. I haven't tried to fall in the, love. I'm a, the fucking I'm a garbage fuck boy that <laughs> I have no love in my. No, actually, I do. But I don't think it's interesting. That's my point. It's not. And here's no one wants to watch a show of people learning how to date in in COVID. And that's the other thing too is like you see so many articles now of just like here's what it's like for single people date. I'm like, hey, no offense, buddy. The only people who give a shit about single people during Corona are single people during Corona. You know what I mean? And we already know. I know, right? And yeah. it's just like, we're finding love. It's so hard. Can we go? Let, oh, we have an awkward Skype call. Oh, we're going to walk. Shut up. You're fucking the first day. You're hanging out at the apartment party. And don't bullshit me. I feel like these shows are going to be this like ideal fairy tale of like, we met and like, oh, we have to wait six weeks before we meet. And yeah. then like, again, we're walking. I'm in the street. He's on the sidewalk. Like we're walking. No, nobody's doing that. They're sucking and fucking. They're getting in there. No one cares. No, no one's sucking. Boots, you think boots so? Up, boots on the ground, my dog. Well, hit me up, dude. I maybe do I'm you just wanna, assuming do you that people know? are doing whatever the fuck. I assume people do whatever the fuck they want to do whenever they want to do it. Nobody's. I mean, sucking and fucking's hard, dude. It really. I mean, it was hard before. <laughs> <laughs> the single life isn't what people think it is. It shouldn't be easy. It shouldn't. It's yeah. If it's easy, then it's no fun. Got chase my guy. Yeah. Um, but I will say it is at the beginning. You could get at the beginning. It was kind of like you. There was literally nothing. If you wanted to hook up, you had to convince people to come to your house, which is a very like, yeah, what well, the fuck are you going to go do? Meet him at a state park. You're going to go meet him at Yosemite. You couldn't. You couldn't. They were closed. Okay, but I mean, I was joking. You I'm know? saying you were joking, and that's that was the option that was cut off from you. You had to literally go back either- to grade school, back to like high school times. You're trying to get it in. You can't fuck at your house because your parents are there. So you got to go to some park or something and sit in the car, see what can happen. It was literally, it was literally. You had two options. Yeah. At one point, it was like you can come and come to my house. Or I can go to your house, or we can sit and have a date in a car. That was it. Nobody was sucking nor fucking. Listen, I mean, it's probably for the best. Probably but, not. Actually, you know, I I feel for people. Here's, you know, do you, I think have I talked about this? I don't know. All right, so this is my. Uh, if you don't want to hear about it, because I know you're not into the Corona love, but do you want to hear my experience? Yeah, yeah, go for it. One thing I've noticed, my game during the broad pale light of day i can barely get a second date dude oh yeah I've they can on, see your shadows oh dude i've been on so many hikes and on the hike i bore myself i just bore i'm like 
I wouldn't go on a second date. Like, what am I talking yeah. about right yeah. now? I'm just like, if you if you get me in a bar and it's dark and there's like other elements around, you're drinking. I'm like pretty charming, but like, well, yeah, that's the whole thing is that there's something about being in the shadows a little bit. Yeah, it makes it easier. Everybody looks better in the shadows, you know. That's it. So like in the shadows where you're just like hiding, unmasking everything about me. Yeah, I'm. You're usually drinking. So yeah, people's kind of. Loosened people's up. guards are down, right. you know, and when you're hiking, everyone's on high alert, you know, your right. adrenaline's up, you're looking, is that a rattlesnake, you know, is, mm-hmm. this, is that there, you know, is that a fly, yes, uh, who knows? I was on a date and I saw a rattlesnake. Oh, really? Yeah, no lie. What, did you, did you go kill it as a Maybe like I should have, because I didn't get a second date, so maybe I should have. Listen, if I know one thing, it's women hate compassion, and if you see a rattlesnake, you should kill it. For sure. If you, if you haven't killed something anything. by the end of the date, yeah, you know. I love guys who are doing that. This is like Jordan Peterson. It's like his like master class, but they won't do it on master class, so he has his own fake version on his website. Does he have a fake-ass master class? I don't know. Where he I kills assume snakes? He does. I assume he does, but he's he just should. like, listen, listen, young man, listen. You, you, women respond to aggressive male energy. <laughs> you know what, though? <laughs> All I right. Know where, uh, see, I shouldn't have opened this door. Do you, why? <laughs> We're having fun. Yeah, you're just going to get in this whole trope of like the girl loves, the, like every chick loves the bad boy. Like uh, we, you know. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, I'm not saying that. But there is like, I feel like everyone talks about this idea that like, like nagging or something like that, or like girls like dominant men or like aggressive men. That's, yeah. says every man that's been accused of rape. Oh, <laughs> like for sure. Yeah, they're like I just I thought she was yeah yeah she's strong male presence you know yeah, yeah. she just wanted aggressive guys you know, guy that takes what he went I'm like hey there are I'm gonna be honest there are women like that but don't if you don't want a rape case you stay the fuck away yeah. dude yeah That's if you want your you type of girl a simple life yeah go ahead and avoid that whole you know corner yeah. of the world. Listen, I don't know how hard it is. Dating love in the time of Corona. I just saw it and I was just like, dude, you're pandering. Like, we're at this point now where media is just like pandering to people's most base instincts. You know what I mean? It's like they're that whole thing. When I saw that, I was just like, the title was Love in the Time of Corona. It might as well have been You're Lonely. And and it's just you're lonely and you go in here and you watch these people like figure out this weird fake relationship. You know, I feel like this idea. Too, Did you watch it? No, dude. No Were you one. tempted? I, of course, I'm tempted. Oh, Maybe I'll hit it up later. Go, gone in, dude. No, I might peep it. I have no patience for like these. I hate, you know, going back to like if you want to talk movies and TV for a second. I hate I hate a movie or a film or <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hate a show or a movie that is trying so hard to be in the moment. Like a show that's trying to be, I don't want to watch a show of just people trying to make it in 2020. That's fucking boring. Like everyone does that. That's everyone. Except actually it's not because this show is really about the people who are only pretentious enough to write it into a script and then make it about themselves. Like 90% of people don't live a life anything like, you know, do you think fucking <laughs> I was thinking about this. master of none or, you know, go on the flip side, you know, shrill on Hulu. Like no one, no one lives these lives. I feel like, and it's just, it feels like sh- people are making shows for the people making the shows. I think, I think, I think my life could be like a shrill or a girls or a, or a, or a, um, 
What was the other one you mentioned? Master of None. Master of None. For sure. You think so? Yeah. But, I mean, is that a show people want to watch? You know, not to not to drill. I think you're a good guy, and I think you live an interesting life. But we've had Breaking Bad, dude. We've had The Sopranos. Sometimes you want something low-key, dude. A little more relatable. I don't. I don't. That's just me. Did you watch Girls? No. Did I you no watch Master of None? I watched, oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Wait, no. I've watched Master of None. I've seen Shrill. I haven't watched Girls. You've seen Master of None, and yeah. you've seen Shrill. Yeah. Buddy, you I, like Little Slice of Life. I don't. Like I, just wa- I just life. watched it. I, it doesn't mean I liked it. I just watched it. I didn't, dude. Whole thing? I watched... I watched both seasons of Master of None. You got me there. I did watch both seasons of Master of None. Because I'm a And it doesn't. You know what it is, man? I don't find myself wanting to watch it again. I'm like, I don't care. I I just. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I was at a point where I needed that. I feel like those are shows for people who need a show in that moment. They need some kind of like feedback or fulfillment from. Like, oh, you know, other people going through the same thing too. I, I don't. It's valuable also dude you watch the show you watch the whole seasons of these shows you're shitting on buddy you enjoyed them you like a little slice of life dude i've seen 40 seasons of cops i don't know if i necessarily enjoy that i just need something on i find it stimulating i really do master of none i enjoyed the cinematography but then it got kind of pretentious and boring i thought but i mostly watched it for the cinematography that dude is a good filmmaker he's a good filmmaker he is it's undeniable but i just can't with this pretend even like louis which i used to really enjoy and sometimes now i'm like i don't i i can't i can't with this real world i want some production i I want a period piece dude i want something to i want Take me to a place. Take me on a journey, you know? I want to watch I want to watch a likable person live. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. I am into it. Yeah. I think there's something to that because if you really think about what um if you think about like what music videos are like now and what con- like content is like, <laughs> are you going on. into visualizers right now? I am going to go into visualizers. Right. Give me a second. We are yeah. going to go down this road. I I think that if you think about this whole idea of like a content creator, like a YouTuber, right? What are the most successful YouTubers doing? It's just some like 15-year-old fuckboy vibing. You know what I mean? Is it? Yeah, dude. Like some of these videos, like these uh, a music video is there's no, not necessarily like a plot or a storyline anymore. It's truly just becoming vi- like dudes vibing or like chicks vibing you know what like i mean lip, lip syncing and stuff lip syncing or like three you know tiktok is a good example of this you know oh, it'll yeah, just man. be like you know 15 year old boys who all look like they're on barney like flexing kind of in front of the camera like, they're just vibe. Yeah. i literally cannot describe it in any other way other than it's just vibing and i feel like there's so much content now that it's just people like people, the people making millions of dollars right now, like whether or not anyone wants to admit this, the people who are actually the top of the entertainment pyramid right now, like the content that people are actually watching are teenagers just vibing. Yeah. With no, no plot, no dialogue. Now it's just kids vibing and people just want to feel like they're vibing with those famous rich people that they're watching. I, hence you get visualizers. Shit. We can't, what can I say one more thing? Yeah, of course. All right, we're going into visualizers, but I I was at the beach a couple weeks ago, and I was thinking about it. There, people were playing music, just like kind of like 
top 40 stuff and I realized I'm like the perfect song is a song you can play beach volleyball to. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's ultimate vibing. People just want vibes. We're thirsty for vibes now because yeah. everyone's stuck in their apartment. Allegedly. Maybe not. Unless you're a loser. I don't know. No, nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows what's actually going on in the world. Go to a restaurant. See if you can get a steak. Dude, I walked up to Sunset just last night. I walked down. So here are the hot spots right now. You're talking Boa Steakhouse. And you're talking Saddle Ranch, right? For ta- If you're talking like where people are hanging, like TikTok kids, YouTubers, they're at Boa and they're at Saddle Ranch. So last night, I'm fucking around, right? I walk up on the Sunset. I walk by the comedy store. It's doing all right. Like they're doing like the socially distant patio thing, cool. like tables apart. Tables apart. People wearing you know, masks? No, not inside. The, the the virus is not real once you go into a place. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not. Oh. Um, so they're just hanging there, and then you walk down. Sat, dude, Saddle Ranch though. If you know, people who don't know, Saddle Saddle Ranch is like this. Um, it's a mechanical bull type place. It's like right? a mechanical bull steakhouse on the Sunset Strip. I feel like it was. Pre- Here's the first time I ever heard of it was Brett Michael saying it was his favorite restaurant. Take of that Say what no you more. will, okay? Mechanical Bull, Brett Michaels' favorite. But here's the thing. Saddle Ranch now is like TikTok. It's like Jake Paul. Really? Jake Paul was there last night. You saw him? No. Uh-huh. Well, I saw a photo of him at Saddle Ranch last night. Was I walking by? Was he there? I don't know. But I'm telling you, bro, that place is lined up with Lambos and McLarens and shit like that every night. It's completely packed. The entire uh, parking lot has been converted and there's tables. They're packed in like sardines. Oh, really? It's a bumping, dude. It's hey. bumping and so are the other clubs on Sunset too. I'm, I'm getting this point where I don't know what like reality is anymore. I feel like I have this idea. You know, I stay in my apartment most of the time. I, I mean, yeah. like what the fuck else? I'm not going to I'm not going to Saddle Ranch to throw down on like a T-bone and hang out with Instagram people. That's just not, that's not me. How, you, how I, else are you going to show off your Lambo? I wish I could, dude. I wish people, uh, you see my Lambo is parked right here in the garage. I can't even take it there, dude. Yeah, it sucks. I it's can't nice. even take it there. And you see how many people are packed in and I'm, you know what, man? I'm at this point now where are I'm you like, frustrated? I am frustrated because I don't know if I'm frustrated with myself or other people, but do you, do you drive by these restaurants and you see them packed and you see them full of people and you're like, wait, is everyone else moving on with their life and I'm just stuck? Like, is everyone else living their life and I'm just sitting here? It's a dangerous way of thinking because in the one hand, you want to, you want, you miss like the human connection. But on the other hand, are those people all getting sick? Like, are the, you know, what is real? No, I really feel like we're losing a grip of like what's actual real with this virus now and what's not. You know, you're, I mean, completely. I think you're, that sentiment you just shared is like amongst everyone. Is that common or is, I don't know. I feel disconnected. I feel disconnected from like the zeitgeist in a way. Okay. Well, I have two examples of people that I know. One is this girl I knew in Cincinnati and she's like constantly posting on Facebook posts about like how people are still out getting the virus. And she says she hasn't seen any of her friends in like five or six months. I don't believe that. I know her, and I bet it's low-key the truth, man. You think so? I do. And I then don't know her. Kevin O'Connor with The Ringer, he is... I listened to his pod. I was at The Ringer NBA show. Don't watch that. Watch this. Um, and they... He's like... The way he talks about it, dude, he hasn't... He says, I haven't seen any of my friends in six months. He's like locked down because his dad had cancer, and like he wants to be cautious of people that are sick, so he's kind of got that sort of thing going on. Dude. But he's he's But he sees what you see, and he's like... What the fuck y'all doing? But in reality, maybe we're in similar situations in that front. 
You are. You know, I hadn't thought of, but here's the thing. My sister has cancer and I'm still, I'm not like fucking sheltered. You know, I'm not going to a bar. I'm not going to a restaurant, but I'm, I'm out. I'm running. I'm running into 7-Elevens. Yeah. Well, your sister was at the I'm beach, going right? hiking. Your yeah, sister's living. Dude, she was at the beach. Yeah. You should space. Listen, that was the weird thing for me is when I saw her at the beach. I was like, dude, because she's I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, we get there super early and nobody's fucking here and you just don't go near anyone. And then, yeah. of course, it's not like we were going to the beach when she was popping. Sure. But she's like, I found odd times to go and then it's big enough and I it was never an issue. No yeah. one was ever within our vicinity and then I was kind of like, oh, dude, you just got... You know what it is, man? People just got to live modified lives but the problem with that mindset is that you have to have restraint to do it. Like, there are people mm-hmm. who... Like, you have to have enough restraint to be like, okay, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna be a shut-in but I'm also not gonna just like start pretending like this shit is real and it, like it's back to normal and then nothing can happen. We're incapable. We are incapable. We can't be governed. We can't. We can't be teased. That's really what it is. You hit the nail on the head. We cannot be teased, and that's the thing. It's like we. It's. It seems like we can't get a taste of the good life no. because then people are just like, I'll just want. I want life. the whole pie. Yeah. I want the whole pie. I want to ride my Lambo to Saddle Ranch and eat a steak and. Sucking on their TikToker's dick, you know. Yeah, That's what I want. It was bugging me. Oh, now it's on your white claw cam. Yeah, but I don't know. I have a very real feeling lately, though, of like paranoia mixed with. Oh shit! Are you going confusion? Are you going? Are you going hoaxy on me? I'm not going hoaxy. No, absolutely not. It is real. It's okay to be a little hoaxy. No, it is real. It whether real, or not it was created to like hoaxy, kill, though. whether or not it was created to kill people, that's up for debate, but it is real. And it is what it is. Are you going to die from it? Probably not, but could you The thing is no one no one definitively knows what their spread is, right? You know? You No one ever thinks about how many people they've infected or how many people that like no one knows what the bloodline is what's the body count you know would it be crazy if like the most my yeah no not me anybody think about the people going out and they're saying like listen let's just say you're one of these people who's like i don't give a fuck i'm going out i'm doing my thing you don't think about like what if you got one person sick and what if they got like six people sick yeah what if the most mild-mannered people in your life have like the biggest body counts but that's just butterfly effect stuff. They're not. They're not. You know, know. responsible for manslaughter or anything. No, because they went out to the not beach now. And Wait till twenty twenty three when dance. the economy has never recovered. The only way the government can make money is by prosecuting its own citizens for spreading coronavirus, like tickets. I don't think that's going to be the future. We want to hear. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. You're wearing sunglasses because the future is bright in your eyes. Yeah. For sure, man. I'm well. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what's gonna happen. I think we're going because I'm like what I'm doing. I'm I'm living. All right. And okay. Yeah. Well, we need to actually. Sorry, I'm gonna derail what I'm talking about. Yeah. We need to talk about this because you're talking about tracing people. All right. So I had this idea for like we should all just be like doing because everyone's like I don't want to be tracked. I'm like you carry around a G, you carry around a phone where every, you've already been tracked. It's done. You will never live a life where you're not being tracked because you're always going to carry around a phone. For That's sure. That's just the way it is. But people are like, oh, I don't want to be tracked. I turn on tracking for citizen. 
which basically does, it tracks everywhere you go and basically tells you if you come in contact with someone with coronavirus. It's contact tracing. It's brilliant, right? And everyone's... Well, See, and you you gave me, you busted my nuts on this. You were like... I got a, I got a notification on my phone that's... Well, here's the thing. That said Citizen I was doing is, it. Citizen is trying to get people to sign up for their contract tracing, which, first of which all, everyone should, should. should inherently raise a red flag that they're actively recruiting people to sign up for it. Could, could contact tracing help coronavirus? Maybe. But, like, what's the fucking difference, dude? Like, it's everywhere. It doesn't like, what are you going to, you live in Los Angeles, you go to the beach, you go to go to a hike somewhere, you go to 7-Eleven in Brentwood. It's, there's 20 million people here. Yeah, what but is if that someone, contact yeah. tracing going to do? What the pros far outweigh the cons. And in my opinion right now, there's no concrete evidence like contact trace. People love to say that contact tracing has helped pandemics in the past, but the difference is first of all, there's way more fucking people now and we're also more mobile than we've ever been. So at a certain point, it's like, okay, we know we know we can alert you that you've been around someone who has had coronavirus. But at what point are you just going to get alerts every fucking six minutes? Well, no, someone that's like that catches it. Because if you look at like daily cases, if it says, oh, this person was at TJ's at 215, you were inside of TJ's at 215. I don't know. It's Bluetooth. It's not even triangulating you. So it could be uh, as close enough to say you were within five feet of someone that had coronavirus. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. could just be matching as a software dude. I know they could if both people got Bluetooth on, they can track you up to, you know, time 215 215 you yeah. guys are within four feet apart so it's not like oh you are in tj's at three this person was in at two go get tested it's like hey no, man, it's like literally you your phone's a dog that had coronavirus yeah. yesterday and we know Listen. it is it's scary shit but like hey man i'm I trying like to go him. to saddle ranch and eat a steak and but meet, it's not gonna make a TikTokers. difference it's not gonna make a difference if you contact trace guess what most people aren't and it's not gonna contact tracing i feel like only works if everyone's doing it it's gonna help so get on it let's all this is the no all right no all right. i can't volunteer for this bro. I, i'm in i'm on board and you know what's and, crazy yeah. the reason you should think i'm somewhat legit is because i don't go anywhere and i'm still like no see the thing is we're on different pages because you don't go anywhere but I'm the I'm the guy that's like let's let's party because yeah. I've gone mentally ill. Well, I have to. And <laughs> have you gone? Are you what type of mentally ill have you gone? Um. Well, let's see. The first stage would probably have when I smoked when I grilled that chili. That was the first stage of mental grief. Mm -hmm. I I'm say I don't know what what's you're saying. What's the diagnosis I'm at? I forget who I am. Is really what it is. It's an identity crisis for me. I forget. I feel like I don't live in Los Angeles. I feel like I live in my apartment. Mm -hmm. That's a nice ass apartment, though. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't care if I had. It's why you. It's crazy to me. Sometimes you see like celebrities with these insane homes. Like they're you know Brad Pitt's quarantining in this Los Feliz five bedroom. Like, but like, dude, you're still stuck inside. You're not experiencing life as we know it. I do, and I know that's inherent. It's yeah. never going to be enough. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm in a one bedroom apartment at the end of the day. Like, cool. I have a little green yeah. space, but like, fuck man. I, I slide out and I go get my heart broken, dude. I go out and live. Yeah. Well, I make it happen. Yeah. I create melodrama in my life. So I feel like a human being because I have to. I and I can't not. I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I get that. <laughs> we need some you out going to boxes and shit just to get in fights, man. Dude, I wish I by the way, I went over the other day and 
I looked at the name and it's literally boxes and things. It's like boxes and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was so close to not boxes. Bad. Yeah. Shit. It's not bad. I don't know about, what it is. You want to go back to visualizers? <laughs> not yet. Do you have more? You well, have, okay, you got more? No, we'll get back to visualizers. Right. We're talking about the decay of the world as we know it. I Here's what's crazy, man. I'm starting to like... You know what's weird is we're starting to see like the media policing what coronavirus looks like, like what this day and age looks it's like. It's entirely created by CBS News. I was watching I flipped on the DNC the other day, which by the way, if you watch the if you watch the DNC start to finish, like get help, okay? You got nothing going on. You watch on. Cory Booker talk for more than ten minutes and you, you don't change the channel? You're not fulfilled. You need to find a, a wife, okay? Like you, and that's you're a registered dem, right? I'm no. Fuck no, man. What are you? I'm not registered to a party. I just get the ballots. Oh, you're not affiliated. No. You have to in California you have to take an extra step. If you're not affiliated with a party, you have to request a ballot that has all of the shit on it. So it takes uh, an extra step. Okay. But then you're not I'm not getting bullshit, you know, mail from Kamala Harris talking about how she's not going to put me in jail. Right. You know, so Speaking of, I was watching the DNC. I popped on. It was the end of Joe's speech. And here's the deal. I don't give a fuck what he said. I don't care what anyone said. That whole thing was nonsense. And it was fucking pandering to people who have nothing else going on. That aside, I was watching his speech and he ended his speech. And then you know how they just start showing like the balloons start dropping. In a traditional scenario, the Democratic National Convention or Republican National Convention, the nominee speaks. It's the high, it's the main, it's the headliner of the yeah, event. It's your man. And then afterwards, you this know. John Mayer of. So, yeah. yeah. So it's this John Mayer's talking. Yeah. And so this is at the point where they start dropping the balloons or playing the music. It's yeah. over, right? Yeah, it's yeah. over. This is a celebration. So doing that but of course no one's there and it's dude joe biden gets done speaking and then kamala harris comes in from like the side and they're just like they just start having this like fake conversation you see it's just like normal where like the crowd's so loud and the commentators are going so you can't really read their mouths okay they're just talking you're like kamala harris joins joe biden this is the democratic ticket this you know are they gonna have it and they just have but they're having this fake conversation and nobody's in the crowd like they're talking to each other and then they walk i they start walking into this like you know how like the stage there's like one like the curtain where everyone walks back right well they both start walking towards it at the exact same time and then like right as they get close to walking up the camera cuts away like it didn't want to show them getting close to each other actually having an actual interaction yeah and you can't have a fake conversation with someone when you're four feet away from them you know what what was interesting to me is i was like oh they're trying to not show them in close proximity because they want them to look like oh we care about coronavirus but the reality is i'm like dude you guys are you're on a bus all day together or whatever the fuck you're not going to fool anyone, but they cut away. Like they deliberately cut away to like a random shot. I was like, okay, what are we, what are we doing here? This is your truth. And then they walk outside and give another speech outside in the parking lot where everyone is like watching and they're showing, they're doing cutaways of like all these people in the parking lot. And dude, I think these people were paid to be there. I didn't, I, dude, it was like, it was so on the nose of like demographics. It was cut to like first. It was like Hispanic couple with like of a young course, boy. And then it was like black couple with like two kids. And then it was like two dudes like in their apartment on a zoom. Well, that's call. just good on the camera team, you know, cutting to the but right. What I'm saying demos. is I was watching it and I was like, dude, what? 
who does this mean anything to anybody? You know, well, you're watching. I tuned in for a second, okay, but right, like right. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah. I had to peek in. I got to see what's going on a little bit. Yeah. But it was weird in the sense that like in the past you would watch when Obama like got the nomination at the DNC. It was a big moment. It was a big moment and it really did feel like people cared. Maybe I maybe I'm looking back on it with a little bit of rose colored glasses, but it truly felt no, like a big it moment. It was a moment. And this time I was watching them like basically accept the nomination. I'm like this is bullshit, dude. All of you were paid to be here. No one act. Do you know anybody who's like team Biden? Do you know anyone one that person? Do you know one? I do. You know anyone that voted in the primary for Uncle Joe? No, I don't either. I don't I'm know a green anyone. party, so I didn't even vote in the. Well, you know, you are doing a God knows why. You know, you're just filling up ballot box space at that. You know, doing that. I'm doing my civil duty. Yeah. What for voting for Jill Stein? I did in the previous. What was that for? For the health don't of the vote. earth. Just don't vote. It sends a better map. Not voting is so much more noble, <laughs> noble than like voting. It truly is at this point. Yeah. But you know, people don't want to hear that. People want to be like, you know, it's your, we have the privilege of, vote. you know, voting is truly important to the, like, yeah, yeah, it used to be. And now our entire economy is run on Facebook marketplace and our personalities are just people who have followers online. So like, yeah, I guess it does. I mean, you can vote. You can do that. That's why I vote. Nobody likes Joe Biden. Like this is the first election where it's really proving that like voting is meaningless. I'll go as far to say it's all a sham. <laughs> I think it is all a sham, dude. I don't want DJT, bro. I don't want Uncle Don back in there for the pure reason that I just I'm tired of I'm trying I'm tired of being like a uh, a worldwide disgrace. Like at, at the very least, I just want people I to don't view accept America. Responsibility. I I do not accept I accept no responsibility for my president. Yeah, you can say that all you want, but the way the world still views the country. Well, if you want, if you want to view me as like that's fine, but like I accept no responsibility. Also, a lot of governments are jokes and have like assholes. Of course. I mean, Australia, they were like basically I think that's what we're going to turn into cuz Australia basically oh, political corner. Here we are. But they basically had you can challenge the presidency. So basically, it was people it was just like other politicians challenging the presidency and taking over literally months at a time. So they would just blow through prime yeah, ministers. That's over. what we need. We're going to have that. We're going to have it where it's like this person's an asshole. Literally anyone that is a politician, their job is to like maintain peace and yeah. they will not do it because everyone is so involved in their own self-interest. So honestly, I'm very apathetic to the whole process. Me too. At this point, like yeah. here, but here's the thing that people don't get is like, you know, say, okay, Joe's, but here's the thing. Do you think this is the number one question? Take everyone wants to say, oh, you know, polls show this polls. First of all, polls are bullshit. And if you think polls are legit, you're an idiot. Here's the real question. Is Joe Biden's platform, can he be elected purely on the grounds of not being Donald Trump or is, or will he have to actually show promise and have a concrete plan in order to beat him or is just not being DJT enough to win. I think you know what I think is going to be what I think we're going to get into the debates and we're going to start to realize that 
DJT is actually. Oh, I think we're going to realize DJT is actually the lesser of two evils. Interesting. That's a bold claim, but back it up. I just think we're going to see some personality and some like nasty sides of Joe Biden and a little bit of loss of control to the yeah. point where. Oh, yeah. So not necessarily policy we're, and ideology. We're going to see some Jeb Bush moments you come out yeah. of Joe Biden. We're going to see because ideally with the debate, you're really not debating points. You're just really debating like personalities personality and confidence and who's the better daddy. Yeah. And I think we're going to get to the point where we're like, yo, this man, I need a zaddy, dude. Yeah. And I, I that's what I think is going to happen. I'm you going green. All, I, I go all, I go green every time. But like, why dude? Because I'm starting a movement because I'm not the problem. And I the refuse. green party's been going for 70 years, dude, and it's nothing has ever changed. Well, because y'all motherfuckers don't jump on board. That's not no my one, problem. No one actually wants a green party. Integrity. I vote with integrity, and but that's voting why. Integrity, but voting with integrity would mean not voting. How so? <laughs> because the I primary... I mean, I'm not voted for. <laughs> because we're choosing between two rapists, and like we're choosing between two like weird old dudes who have no connection. This is purely just Jill like for Stein optics. ain't never raped nobody. Yeah, but she also doesn't believe anything, and there's like no platform. She would know. Dude, Jill Stein would never have any shot of like running the country correctly. Well, you, would, you gotta play if, that if game entirely, a little bit. You gotta play debate, that game a little bit. You got to shake some hands. You got to be in the system. That's why Obama. Listen, people don't say what you will about Obama, but the dude was the perfect mix. Like he was the ideal candidate. The reason why people loved him so much is because he hit that perfect balance of like, okay, I know how Washington works. I'm in the ground a little bit, but I'm also likable and I'm relatable and I make it above all else. I, I give you the image of empathy. I make you feel that I above all else. I've never raped anybody. Above all else, never raped anyone because he didn't have to. Yeah. But the point, <laughs> the point is, that's why he succeeded. But now here's the thing: we have two completely unlikable candidates. Yeah. And here's the thing: people want to say about Joe. Listen, voting for Joe because he's not Trump—that's great. But are you ready for eight years? Because here's the thing: what happens in four years? Well, there's not going to be another Democrat. They're like hey, that's not how it works. Like he stays in. He's if he wins, he's the incumbent. They're not going to put someone else in. So do you want eight years of him? Is he going to make it eight? Or people just hoping, you know, he dies and then Kamala Harris becomes president and then, you know, the whole country's prison camps. I don't know. You know, I think that's the plan. People are going to jail for doing keyboard cleaner whippets in a park, which, you know, should they? Maybe. But, you know, that's not on her. Dude, she's a cop. Kamala Harris is a cop. Okay. Like she's a prosecutor, tried and true. California born and blue. Like, you know. She's not to be trusted. I think that's the very least anyone could say about her. She's kind of a narc. She right. is a narc. What am I, what's a girl to do, man? I get that. But she was obviously going to be the pick. It was never going to be anybody else. Yeah. Not once. I don't know what the answer is. This concludes politics corner. Ben Shapiro will be menstruating. He will be menstruating on the day of the election. People liked People enjoyed us uh, talking about Ben Shapiro's sex life. Talking about or shitting on? I I think he, I said I think he's probably got a pretty hot sex life, dude. I bet he does. It's so weird those like real Puritan people just to think about like everybody got a fuck, you know. So yeah. like people that are very outright about like what they're into, all their fetishes and stuff, 
it's like, but for people that are very ashamed and it's very taboo for them, you got to think it's like, yo, are you, are you real like Puritan in the sack? You think he like, you think he, you think he's he, a very angry guy. You think and usually that means he's not like, usually that's dudes who aren't fucking are the most aggressive ones, right? Wait, Go say this again. Up. What's huh? your theory? The one could make the argument that the dude's so angry that he's not fucking and that anger Oh, he's sexually frustrated. He's sexually frustrated, which then turns into, you know, spewing hate speech and debating everyone. Dude, can we just talk about people who love... Dude, if you love to debate people, nobody likes you. I just want that known. If that's you, I hope you hear this right now. It's me. You think so? Sometimes I argue points I don't even believe in just because I'm bored. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes I'll find Nobody myself likes arguing them. against so like even a movie. If it's a movie I don't really like, but it's become like hack to like not like it. I'll just defend it, dude. Tangent. I watched Richard Jewell two days ago. Oh, how is it? <laughs> dude, that movie is like if there is ever Clint Eastwood just like tr- dragging his balls across the finish line. It's Richard Jewell. How so? Because. <laughs> First of all, if you know if you haven't seen the film, Richard Jewell's about nineteen ninety six, the Atlanta, the Olympics in Atlanta, there was a bombing. Richard Jewell was this fat rent a cop basically who was hired for security. He finds this backpack, he says it's a bomb, no one believes him, backpack explodes, people get hurt. He's originally hailed a hero, but then the FBI allegedly is like, wait, this guy, he fits the bill because you got to consider the context of the Atlanta bombings, the Oklahoma City bombings that just happened. So this idea of like kind of a solo white dude, rogue, wannabe ex-cop militia, whatever. White dudes love bombing. White dudes love electronics and gunpowder <laughs> and domestic terrorism and you know all of the above. Anyway, so there are always no pussy getting dudes. There are always no pussy. Dude, Richard Jewell fucked maybe a pineapple <laughs> in his whole life. Maybe he got lucky enough to fuck a pineapple. Pineapple. He's a pineapple getting dude. Yeah, you would think so. No, I'm watching this movie and like it was so it like it. I love it's fun to watch a movie that's so on the nose about the point it's trying to make. Yeah, yeah, you know I what I mean? That. So like, like have a little artistic integrity, I know, right? Like put a little mystery <laughs> in yeah. this, like make me try to decide something on my own. Don't mm-hmm. see a spoon feed it to me. So like Richard Jewell is this, you know, fat, like Paul Blart looking, you know, meatball who's just walking around saying he's a cop or whatever. And then the FBI agent who's trying to like pin him and frame him. Basically that the movie makes the point that like the FBI had no one else. They had no idea who it was. So they're just like, this guy fits the bill. Let's just put it all on him. Yeah. And then Sam Rockwell comes in. He's like, we're not gonna let him steamroll this guy. We're not gonna let big government steamroll this guy. He's just a good guy. And you know, Kathy Bates is, he's like, well, I know he was but he's my son and like that she's doing that and then and then don uh don draper who's that guy john ham john ham he's the fbi agent oh he's the fbi agent he's he was the, the fbi e- agent in the town whatever dude that's his thing now he did mad men and now he just floats around doing these weird like not important roles but he was just doing this and he's he's so good looking and he's coming after fat richard fat ricky jewel and then the there's like this uh newspaper reporter who's uh olivia wilde yeah she's cute wild wilde wilde wild will wild anyway so it's basically don draper and olivia wilde they're the two hot people who end up being the villains of the movie oh, like the yeah. hottest people for sure are the villains and yeah. then ricky jewel is just like the hero 
And I was just sitting there watching this. I'm like, Clint, dude, when, how many, how many times do you have to make this point? He did the Dodge commercial, you know, right after the recession where he's like, we're going to come back from this. Was that the Eminem song? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did like the A-Ball soundtrack, Uh you know, he's like, we're going to come back from this. We're America. I'm like, dude, Clint, you're not the voice America is asking for right now. You are not. Okay. Dial it back. Who's the American voice? If it's not Clint Eastwood. Um, Machine Gun Kelly. There it is. People don't want to hear that, MGK. but that is the voice of America right now. It's Machine Gun Kelly. You heard it. You heard it, dude. <laughs> That's a funny choice for you to make. I know who America is listening to right now. Are you an MGK fan? No, I don't there know. I don't know is. a single yeah. song, but yeah. I'm smart enough to know. That's, that's I know what America it. wants. Uh, yeah, I, that's funny. That's so funny. I would have never thought that. Who would... is the voice of America? Like, really think about this right now. Right in this now? moment, who's the voice of America? Who have been past voices of America? What's the precedent before we pick right now? Okay, so I'm thinking it's got to be someone like it's it's the most beloved with the least amount of haters. So it's like it's like a rock. Yeah. We already know how it. fucking stupid we are at this point. We're just we like, love the rock. You know, he works hard. He works out six days a week. But he always has yeah. a cheat day. And that that's why I eat cinnamon pancakes because mm-hmm. rock has his cheat day. Yeah. He is a cheat We're day. So fucked, like dude. once every five years and everyone tries to act like they have like I cheat know. day. Dude, the thing is, once you get developed that kind of work ethic, you don't even have interest in a cheat day. He no, took his whole dude. like, yeah, he took no. his whole like cat. When the, he took his whole um, like cast and crew to in and out, they all went, didn't eat in and out. Yeah. Didn't have a burger, dude. No, he doesn't want it. No, he he's like transcended that shit. He is. He has transcended. It. Yeah. He's like, I'm an actual motion picture superstar. I'm literally the peak physical standard. I ain't eating. A double double animal style. Fuck that. No way. The rock is the voice of no, it's machine. No. Okay, when uh, America hates myself included. Yeah. You know what we hate? What? Bitch ass men. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Hate a bitch ass man. Yeah, nobody likes that. Just nope. a spineless. Danny Tanner's will. never gonna be the voice of America. No. No, I mean he had a little bit of strong like fatherly presence to him. So I wouldn't say he's the he quintessential. He was example. not a good dad. Dude, I don't care what anyone says. He, like, doled out some lessons for his kids, but, like, I don't know. He just kind of was there. Their mom died, and he really never provided closure on that. He just invited his fucking friends to live in his house and confuse his kids about who their actual father figure was. They had, like, three dads. and That's true. They Danny Tanner did more damage than good. I would say he even did damage for Uncle Joey and Uncle Jesse because I feel like they never really developed their own lives. No, they didn't. No. I've talked about it. I used to talk about this on stage. Is it like Full House is the most accurate depiction of stand-up comedy that's ever existed. How so? Because you think about the the arc of that show. Danny Tanner's a sportscaster in San Francisco. J- um, Uncle Jesse's just a musician slash has a motorcycle slash dicks down chicks in the town pussy chaser yeah lifelong career pussy chaser joey's just a hack comedian and if you think about the whole arc of that show danny gets his own show he finds a wife they get a new house jesse meets a wife he has two kids he starts his own label he starts a radio station he starts a club 
Joey just fails at comedy. Really? He never succeeds. He never succeeds. In fact, there's one whole episode of Full House where he goes on America's Got Talent or whatever and loses. He just fails. And I was like, this is it. This is it right here. This is Ranger Joe. You know, he's doing all these like cartoon voices. His whole act was just like, hey, here's this, you know, Buster Keaton impression I'm going to do from the night. I'm like, dude, it's come on, dude. It's the 90s. You're in San Francisco. People are doing heroin and fighting each other. Like, what's your comedy, Joe? His comedy never evolved. That's why he never succeeded. (laughs) That's a good point, too. (laughs) And it's also like it's the... There's always the guy in comedy. There's tons of these guys, but they're the guy. They're not funny, but they've mistaken their likability because they're a nice person. They've mistaken their likability for being funny and like having interesting insights on things like that. But it's like in reality, it's just like you're kind of a nice guy and people like having you around. You're likable doing you're a you're a social climber. And if you're a climber, then people are always going to be you're always just going to be floating to whichever ladder you can find, right? Yeah, but you have no substance at all. Like, you're yeah. not actually... You don't actually have any being thoughts. funny is hard, dude. And most people just aren't, you know? Yeah, well, most, being they, funny they is having a perspective that people haven't heard yet. Yes, exactly. That's all it, That's is. All it is. And you, you got can't your own teach recipe. that. Yeah. People are like, you know, I got, I'm got. i writing my hour. I've got this new hour. I'm like, dude, what? I don't... Maybe... What is it? What what's in well, what the hour? Is it? What do you do? What is stand up comedy like? What what could what could be interesting in this day and age? Like, really think about like the next big comedy special. What's it going to be like? Is it going to be more? Is it going to be this overproduced Netflix? Like, we're in a theater, everything's well lit, it looks great. No, dude. What it's is gonna it going to be? iPhone. It's going to be iPhone shot. Nothing but like, there's going to be an album that's like iPhone shot entirely child molestation jokes and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna just bootleg rise to the top yeah no one's gonna everyone's gonna be making fun of it but deep down they all like it's everyone's favorite special you could be right i'm not right you could be right I'm very, this is the most wrong i've ever been and i want to get that i think you want to be wrong. wax right now i think you want to be wrong i am but most i think that's all america's looking for is like pedophile jokes we don't want to. We we love dirty shit, dude. We love oh, yeah. taboo, wrong, nasty. At least I do. That's my fetish. Of course, in comedy and anything. I want to. I want to hear because even like if I hear someone, even if I hear someone like just scream like a, a, a super the worst racial slur. We all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If I hear someone screaming it like a crazy guy on the street, I'm gonna laugh. You know what it is, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna laugh too. Because it's so wild. I laugh. It is. It's that compulsion to be like, you laugh. Is this happening? Dude, laughter comes from like, for me, sometimes it's a place of discomfort because, because you're in such an element that's so different from like the bullshit of your day, your day to day life. Right. It's still joy though. But here's the discomfort, but dude, we've talked about this though. Is that like, the stand up comedy has to evolve. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be me. I'm not one of these people who's so delusional. No, bro, I'm not going to die. I'm not, I'm not one of these people who's so delusional who thinks that, like, you in this post world that you're going to be able to, like, work up through a club and, like, get it. That's over. It's over, at least for the time being. It's not going to happen. Oh, it's, 
a bin over there's there. no there's no it, it, that path can't exist when there's not an actual industry there's no like backbone of the industry anymore it's just like what works online what is provable that works okay cool yeah. here's a contract let's do more of this it's like prove us the R and do the R&D like prove to us that this can work and we'll give you money so like that whole risk taking things going to go away and then also the fact that like what are people watching on their phones? Like, think about the actual content that people take in day in, day out. It's people fighting at Long John Silver's. You're right. And, like, your trite fucking observation about, you know, what it's like, what your, you know, kids, friends, parents are like. It's, it's like, it, it cannot, it might work. You might have a stand-up special that's valid, but, like, it's not going to be, this is pretentious as fuck, but take it or leave it. It's not going to be, like, boundary-pushing art. Like, like the art of our generation, the art of this day and age is not going to be that. It won't be. I don't think, I think art is dead, and here's what I think it is. I disagree. I think art is dead because I think about this sometimes. Art has to be really good to be entertaining, Because and you know what made me realize this? What's a that? video on Facebook that went viral of a guy in a semi truck that was drunk and fell asleep and left it idle and it blasted through a bunch of cars, a bunch of fences and into the side of the building while like a hundred people are trying to stop it. That's, Give this man an Emmy. That's what people are watching. I didn't. And I watched it and I'm like that. That's enough entertainment for two days. I'm it just going to think about the it. The real world has gotten so fucked up. Yeah, but it's awesome like to this, watch. It is awesome to watch, but it's gotten so fucked up, and our vision of it is greater than ever before, that this, like, these, like, stand-up specials of shit that's just obviously made up and not even real, oh, who does this appeal to anymore? Who does this appeal to anymore? These people are like, I, I, like, I don't, I, I really, I truly don't know. There, I, you know, I won't like name names, obviously, because first of all, I'm not successful and I have no right to. I'll talk shit. But like, dude, being honest, I haven't watched right. a Netflix comedy special that I was like, yeah, that's fucking good. I have not seen that. The best specials that have come out this year, in my opinion, were either came out on YouTube, people just posting it to their yeah, channel, I got one. or posting it to their website, which is like, you know, hint, hint. But what I'm saying is like, yeah. I, I don't... Rest in peace, Louis C.K. Rest in peace, he was killed in 9-11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm saying, though, dude, is I, I truly, I know this is like a pretentious conversation, but like this idea of like stand-up being art, I still think it is art. I really, truly think it can be. I think like this really ring? good stand-up currently does exist, but I don't know. I don't know if it exists on like the big daddy of Netflix. Certainly not like Amazon Prime special. You see billboards for specials now, and you're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, it's like, "Who is this?" Jabari Sanchez Robertson. It's not even that. Yeah. It's just like Mike Tony. Yeah, shit's tough. Right. Like, it's just like, "What? Who are you, right. dude?" I'm in this world, and I don't know who this person is. Forget. It's just like Mike Antonio. Forget about it. And it's like I Amazon would watch Prime Mike Antonio's. Forget about I it. I would that, too. That sounds I pretty too. good. But I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of my Italian mother stuff, which is my favorite type of comedy. What are you doing? You put your clothes on. Now you're doing Sebastian <laughs> Maniscalco. She put her shoes on the side of the room. It's like, wait, aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, dude. Aren't you, 
I can't do a good Sebastian. You killed that. I I'm can't. gonna be honest, dude. Man. He's got a podcast. I heard a ra- I heard an ad for his Sebastian's Uh-oh. new podcast. You going bad and on I, a millionaire I'm right not, now, dude. I'm not going comment. bad on. I'm not going bad on him. I'm going bad on the ad for his podcast. I was listening to iHeartRadio, and they were like, "It's uh, Sebastian, and he is a co-host. Sebastian Maniscalco and Pete. It's like Pete Corleone. I don't fucking know." Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's just like two comics that talk about anything and everything. And then it cuts oh, to a bit. No. And he's like, so my wife's mad that I'm coming over talking to you. And I said, excuse me, did I not pay for the house? And then it's just like the ad's over. And I'm like, $50 million deal. Buddy. $50 million deal. Get it, dude. They know. They, know they fucking know what people want, dude. Pick a lane and go down it. Either sell the fuck out and give the people what they want, give middle America what they want, or do your fucking thing, be weird, and do not try to chase that national audience. I'm frustrated with people seeking everyone to be their fan. I'll chase the broad appeal. That's it? That's what I'm saying. I you- just want money. I then, don't want to have to think about that's money fine, anymore. But like, just do that. Yeah, I'll Commit do whatever. To it. I'll be like a Jonas brother if, if that yeah. was an option for me. Yes. Yeah, me too. I would be like, I, I mean, lose four hundred pounds and I could be a Jonas brother. <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck yeah. <laughs> disappear. I just disappear into the ether. I'm not even a person; I'm just an idea. <laughs> that's what they are at this. The one. theoretical Zach, the theoretical Jonas brother. I am a theoretical Jonas brother. I can be. I could be vibing. Let's go back to visualizers. Oh, back Bro, to you brought vibing. up vision. You brought up visualizers, and here's the thing: I didn't know what a visualizer was. Up. I just recently figured them out. I think <laughs> they're great. You okay? Well, hold on. You should probably explain it better than me. But like, I the first time I saw the word visualizer was I was on DJ Khaled's YouTube Grease. page. Grease, and it was just like some song. Was it Grease? Grease, and it was just like visualizer. And I was yep. like, "What the fuck? I'm horny. I'll click that." So I clicked it, and she's just shirtless in a pool, which is some like hose in his pool. I think it's his wife. All of them? It's one. It's one girl. It was one. It's one woman. Well, good for him. him you never wife. see her face. Interesting. I have to go it's back. Just like loops. I was so fucking high again. when I saw this yeah. the first time, dude. I'm just like watching him in a pool, sweating, and I'm just like, I don't know what this. Is. I think he's fun. I think this is funny, but I'm also turned on. Like I don't. Yeah. You know. Like. Well, I think. What is a visualizer? So a visualizer is basically if you don't have enough money to make a music video, but you have songs that you're like, okay, we want to make music videos for this. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna throw together like a bunch of uh, like templates for you know Final Cut or whatever, and we're gonna make something visually interesting that's like maybe kind of repetitive or you just have the same sort of animation rolling the entire time but we it's need something, something to put on youtube so we can get ad revenue for it you need and something that's just not the still image of the album so they Correct. And, and granted they do different levels they put different levels of work in for different videos some use somewhat like sometimes you watch a visualizer and you're like well that was just a music video like little uzi's vi- you don't like juice world do you no i told you this the other day Zach i've been, trying to, like I've been trying to get into and, hip-hop dude I don't even know if he is hip hop. I'm trying to broaden my horizons. So I've been going on like hip hop top 50 or I'll do like top 50 charts, bro. This shit is just emo. Just go bad on new, juice world. It's just emo for I a like new generation. Emo. I know I'm you do, emotional but it's, boy. Just, it's funny that it's turned into that. It is. It is. You know, it's true. Really yellow funny. card is suing juice world. Did you know this? No, uh-huh. really? Yeah. Yeah. Still posthumously suing him. I didn't even him. know that. Wait, uh-huh. is he dead? 
Juice World died. Man. What happened to back him? in December? Oh, dude. Oh, fuck. You want to know the story? Do you oh, want to hear it on no, the on the air? I don't want to be sad. It's an interesting story. Let's talk about visualizers. Now, here's the thing. What's your you problem? Get a visual, I love a visualizer. You get a visualizer because you're right. You don't have the budget for music video. You don't want to pay someone to direct it. So instead, you hire a camera crew to come to your house that you fake ass rent in Laurel Canyon, and you just shoot them. You know, they some little fucking nineteen year old nerd who's at UCLA trying to be a filmmaker is just going around filming you like getting an erection all over your fucking place. You know, I actually, okay. Which is fine. DJ college grease music visualizer is not the best example of a visualizer. Really? It is not. Who's who led the way with visualizers? You know who led the way with visualizers? Beyonce did a Beyonce did a music video that was basically just like a slideshow of pictures of her from when she was younger. I don't remember the song, but that was the music video. But if you were to show that now, you'd be like, this is a visualizer. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, this is similar to like in the uh, boring ass, like pop punk world. It's a shitty music video is what it is. It's similar to the uh, lyric video. It's it's the lyric video. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the lyric video. But people don't give a shit about the actual words of the song. Right. So it's just a visualizer. It's just some Latvian chick with tits, like yeah. greased up in your pool, and you guys are vibing. People just want vibing, dude. And How Latvian much clearer can I tits. make this? How much clearer can I make this to people? People just want to watch you vibe. That's all your brand has to be. That is it. No, no one gives a fuck about anything you have to say. They just want to watch you vibing. That's what I'm saying here. This podcast, no more dialogue. It's just us drinking white claws. Dude, Dude, we'll get some music. We'll turn the camera around and we'll film it to us drinking white claws next to the porta potty in my driveway. And we'll just be like, no, he actually have to do it. Oh, should we make a visualizer? (laughs) We should make like a visualizer for nobody's listening. And it's like part us like drinking white claws next to a porta potty in my driveway. And then it's just like slow fade in footage of like, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. (laughs) (laughs) Bay of Pigs. (laughs) It's like Nixon like testifying before he's leaving office. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. With the audio too. That famous guy who was like on the congressional hearing or whatever, like the the white dude who like pulled the gun out and blew his brains out. You know the story? And we're just like, (laughs) (laughs) we're like drinking drinking full size mango white claws vibing. And then on the other side, it's, it's like, Timothy McVeigh, like you know, in <laughs> just like, in, being interrogated. <laughs> <laughs> then us cut back to us, cut back. Vibing by the then we're like walking down Sunset Boulevard, just like hitting our vape pens. We're doing this thing, and it's like Abu Ghraib. And then <laughs> cut back to Saddam Hussein being hung. <laughs> Saddam Hussein being, getting hung, and then um, no, 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 dude. Here's here's another one. We go down. We go down to Melrose, and we're going to like cookies or whatever. Mm-hmm. We get like we're get, like we're like lacing up kicks, you know. Like we got yeah, street. You have you have four ounces of weed mm-hmm. like in front of you. You're doing that. I'm vaping. You know, we're put on fresh kicks, mm-hmm. and then like, and then it's just like crossfades. It's like Muammar Gaddafi's body like being carried through like, the streets, <laughs> and then I'm just like, yo. I'm not even saying words. I'm not even saying. Words. I'm just farting and it's just like it's <laughs> <Just> audible farts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even. It's just like a video. It's just a video, but we can tell you're farting. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like you can see it on my face. You can see it on your face. It's like sunsets going down on Melrose. That's actually, but all the stuff we were ta- kind of talking about. Well, not necessarily all of it, but we're like 
revolutionary shit. So, listen, we gotta do something. So we, we gotta make brand. money before people start fighting in the streets. Yeah.